Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Royals Recap with myself, Jake Milham, on the Royals Rundown, presented by Royals Review. That's a lot of Royals in one sentence, you might be thinking, but I'm trying to match the amount of wins the Royals have so far in the season. So I, I got close, but I was only one off. They only have four wins this year. After all, I might be able to get it next time. Listen, this is the recap for the Wednesday day game against the Texas Rangers on April 19th. And it was another doozy against the Texas Rangers. Yep. Yep. You I, I don't know if you're surprised or not, but starting pitcher Brady Singer kind of had kind of had another rough outing for the Royals once again. Um, Martin Perez looked like a, a top of the rotation guy against this Royals lineup. And at the end of the day, the Royals were swept once again at home, 12 to three. They lost all three games to the Rangers in really, really dominating fashion. So let's look at the whole season so far in 2023. There's, there's only been 19 games in total. So please keep that in mind. The Royals at Kauffman Stadium are 1-12, and they have a negative 49 run differential. Like, when they lose, they are losing pretty soundly on average. I lit, When I saw the final score pop up on my phone because I had to stop listening at some point for my mental sanity, I told my wife, wow, well, the Royals did better than yesterday. She was like, well, you couldn't do much worse. I'm like, well, yeah, they only lost by nine runs today. It's great stuff. Absolutely great stuff. But before we get too deep into things, please go check out RoyalsReview.com for all the analysis that is going to keep you sane this season. A lot of good updates. The Royals rumblings every single morning will start your day off right. But let's go ahead and get into today's game, unfortunately. So a couple of things that jumped off to me is both surprisingly and unsurprisingly Edward Olivares and Hunter Dozier were both in the lineup much to fans chagrin and they were the only starters that did not record a hit for the Royals in today's game which is a good thing for the remaining members of the lineup but goes to show that even when the other bats are producing Hunter Dozier and Edward Olivares struggled to um, Brady Singer, pitcher, got the start today. And, you know, we, we talked about Brady on the Monday episode, the full-length episode with myself and Jeremy Greco. Please go check that out if you have the time. And we talked about Singer's struggle so far this year and if it was fair to, to judge him yet and what, you know, what fans should think about his long-term future was the last half of 2022 was that just a flash in the pan that we should forget about are we really seeing the brady singer that we should get used to and unfortunately after multiple starts there's he's dug himself a pretty good hole if you ask me so brady today he picked up his second loss of the season only five innings pitched but in that time he gave up five earned runs on six hits with three walks and four strikeouts so after such good control to start off the season from this bevy of starters. These past two starts have been downright bad for walks. Brad Keller matched his career high last night. Brady Singer comes back and, you know, almost walks at least a batter of an inning. 
it was it was just really really rough his era now rises to 8.14 after multiple starts this year so ah man we gotta i don't i don't know i really don't know about brady i'm not gonna say it's he's cooked i'm not gonna say he's gonna bounce back i ain't gonna say too much about him at all because the the metrics aren't kind to him the first look isn't kind to him and i i just don't know what's what's going on in his head right now not not saying that he's not talented not saying that he can't bounce back but there is there's something going on we gotta get to the bottom of it of it speaking to the bottom of it carlos hernandez yeah you remember him from uh from tuesday night gave up all those runs and didn't even record an out just goes to show how volatile relievers can be because he comes in today in the sixth, pitches a, a full inning, no hits, no runs, no walks, and two strikeouts. So that was good to see from the flamethrower. It's I just I just want to see more consistency. But speaking of there's there's one more good constant and there's one more really bad constant so far in 2023. A Chapman. He came in once again today and pitched a, a flawless inning. One inning, no hits, no walks, and one strikeout. His ERA after multiple appearances so far this year is still at a whopping zero. Okay, this man is, he is something out of the 2014 and 2015 bullpen so far. I'm not saying that he's not going to give up a run or he's not going to struggle at times. But right now, Roldis Chapman is head and shoulders the best reliever on the Kansas City Royals because someone had to take that title from Scott Barlow after his early season struggles, which continued today. One inning pitched, and in that whole inning, he got three hits, three earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts, and another freaking dinger now i don't know if we should be as surprised about the home run issues from barlow the the rate of them is very concerning but you pull up his stats from last year and he did allow a career high in home runs like that was an issue that popped up in the 2022 season where hey all of a sudden he's given up nine home runs in his appearances nine that's craziness so i We've talked about Scott Barlow enough as it is. There's a great piece up from Royal Treatment on RoyalsReview.com talking about Barlow and some of the stats behind him. I put up one on Kings of Kaufman that's, you know, two truths and a lie. I wanted to revive that game and try to make things fun talking about the struggling team. Just talk about Scott Barlow. Everyone is talking about Scott Barlow because he was supposed to be the constant. He was supposed to be the one that Royals fans could rely on and then wish him best of your future endeavors once the team shipped him off to a contender at the trade deadline. Like that was, everyone kind of had that plan. I'm surprised that there wasn't a promotion for the Scott Barlow going away game in early July or something like that. But all in all, <laughs> the, the lack of a good, not even great, lack of a good fastball has just really caught up to Scott and this this might not get better. Very worrisome. Um going back to talking about the volatility of Taylor Clark, he man, how many it seems like it was forever ago. I remember he came in and just bases loaded and absolutely 
nailed the opposing batters like he got three outs in a row didn't give up a run and kept the royals in that game well today he really put the nail in the coffin for the royals hopes of a comeback four hits three earned runs one walk two strikeouts and one inning of action his era rises to 6.75 so not at all what you want to see from him um, 32 innings pit or 32 innings, 32 pitches thrown in the inning, which is a, a very high number for someone of Taylor Clark's resume. So it, it just, it was just bad. It was really, really bad. It was probably, it's probably a good thing that today's game was an afternoon game because I know I was only able to tune in sparingly. I watched some, at, some at work. I was able to listen to most of it on the road, but like I, I still got stuff to do in the afternoon. I can't sit there and wallow while this team is just absolutely getting drubbed once again at Kauffman Stadium. And this was yet another long game, long, long game, a longer game, according to pitch clock standards, two hours and 40 minutes once again. And they barely had above 10,000 in attendance. So kudos to you fans. Kudos to you for going out in the middle of the afternoon, spending your hard-earned money to watch these Kansas City Royals. It is, oh man, oh man, oh man. It is, uh, I don't know, I'll just like, it has to even out eventually, right? I think they're on pace right now for less than 40 wins. Like, they, they can't be this bad, right? They're still professional baseball players. It has to has to even out at some point. And it kind of felt like it was it was getting evened out later on after the first and second inning. You know, Bobby Wood Jr., he just absolutely smoked a ball into left field, 430 feet for the home run. And that solo shot really got them on the board. It was five to one at that point. Um, excuse me, it was four to one at that point. Then the Rangers came back immediately, made it five to one. And then in the sixth, it looked like we had a game again. All right, between Salvador Perez and Matt Duffy and Vinny Pasquantino, they made the score five to three. And it looked like it was going to be a pretty solid game going down the stretch you know could could the royals do it once again could they come back on the rangers and and make things interesting at least that's that's all we want that's all we want i think before fans can ask for wins we have to ask for interesting and uh yeah taylor clark's performance came up after after the sixth and that really really just sat things down Ugh, it is it is rough um, last thing on Scott Barlow, thank you so much to Greg Walker, friend of the podcast, who wrote today's recap. He did add this into his recap on RoyalsReview.com. Quote, in his last 19 innings pitched, Scott Barlow has served up two homers to batters named Jonah, not just Jonah, but named Jonah Heim, and zero homers to batters with any other name. So... I don't know what Scott Barlow did to Jonah Heim. I don't know if Scott Barlow is just serving the meatballs or something. I don't know what's going on, but Jonah Heim absolutely has Scott Barlow's number in the sixth game that these two teams have played against each other this year. Um, what a what a way to send off the Royals onto a 
road trip. They won't be back in Kaufman this month. Next time you see them will be in May. They have a three-team road trip. Um, the next game, the next time that you will see the Royals will be Anaheim where they play the Angels and start a three-game set on Friday. So, uh, thankfully, I guess you get a little reprieve from the Royals. It's it's not going to be as frustrating. Um, I think there will be another downer of a news day tomorrow because that's when we're expecting an update on Chris Bubich, which that could be some pretty bad news. That's what my gut's telling me. I'm like 80-20. It's going to be bad news and Chris Bubich is done for the year. I'm not in the I'm not in the clubhouse. I don't have any sources, anything like that. That's just going judging the the second opinion and how this injury progresses and a lot of the signs that you have seen. Um, I will I will say this. So I don't have I don't have a call in function like Josh Vernier does over at six ten. I, I wish I did. I really love Josh's work, and I guess at the end of the day. This pot, this Royals recap is just me trying to do my best impression of him as I stumble over my words, which he doesn't do. Listening to some of the fans call in and talk about the lack of actual major league bats in the lineup, you know, people calling Bobby Witt Jr., Salvi, and Vinny the only real major league players players that belong on a professional team. That's that's a load of, of crock, if you ask me. But then you have games like today where guys guys just struggle. I mean, the there was a good amount of, of strikeouts at the, the bottom of the lineup. Duffy had a strikeout. Eaton had a strikeout. Dozier had a strikeout. Massey, unsurprisingly, had a strikeout. Jackie Bradley Jr. had a strikeout. It is... It's frustrating to hear that, but it's also at the same time kind of understandable to hear that. And everyone has has the right to their opinion. And sometimes it is where we're looking at this sample size of Kansas City Royals baseball. And, you know, it's it's just not good. They're four and 15 right now. They're firmly in the bottom of the AL Central and double digit games below 500. 19 games into the season is going to be tough. I will. I've, I've admitted that I listen to Vernier. So please don't, please don't say I'm stealing from him. Rather, I am following his lead. If you will, I am going to reserve any ultimate judgments on this season until May might be early May. It might be late May. It depends on how well these Royals do on this road trip. Okay? Because for some reason, they seem to do better away from Kaufman. All right. So it is it's a frustrating time to be a Royals fan. You got to stick in there. You got to hang in there. We all knew this was going to be a transition year and this was gonna there were going to be some growing pains. And I really hope that these are growing pains and not just pains, because that is all I feel when it comes to the Kansas City Royals right now. Coming up, we are going to have some post-game audio courtesy of Bally Sports. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Welcome back to Royals Recap with myself, Jake Milham. So first up today, we will have some words from manager Matt Quatrero talking about the Royals as they end the homestand. And then plus on the flip side of that, we are going to have shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. once again on the uh, the airwaves. And after his, uh, his statements after Tuesday's game ruffled some fans' feathers, you'll want to hear what he has to say. Stay tuned. Well, it's going to be day by day. There's nothing you can do to rewind what just happened or the first, whatever, three weeks of the season. There's nothing you can do about that. So the focus will be on staying with the process. These guys are putting in the work to come out and compete and perform better going forward. The emotions, that nobody's happy. It's frustrating. You don't want to get beat. You don't want to be embarrassed, especially at home in front of your fans. Um, but there's nothing you can do about what just happened. What are you feeling in the dugout at, you know, as I, and afterwards as well? Yeah, it's exactly what we were just talking about. Like the, it's, an, it's just like yesterday, a really close game in the middle innings. You know, we get Massey up as the tying run there in the sixth inning, and you're right in the, you're right in the thick of the game. That, that's the thing in these games. You're down three, you're down four. You get two hits and, and a homer and the complexion everything changes you know so it's not like we ever feel like it's you're oh here we go the guys are in the game you know it got away from us late but the the emotions are just at the end it's raw you're frustrated you don't want to happen like that it's two games in a row where it's been close and then it kind of turned into a blowout and then, is there any changes you see on the horizon for the bullpen no, those are our guys. You know, we're not going to jump ship on them because they give up a couple runs in the in in a couple games in a row. Um, those are you know, Clarky's going to pitch big innings for us. Carlos is going to pitch big innings for us. Barlow's going to pitch big innings for us. So, no, they're they're frustrated, but they're they're not going to get you know us to bail on them. What did you see from Brady today? What do you think of his outing? He threw the ball well. I mean, it looked like it was really fine misses. You know, I mean, I haven't gone back to look at the pitches, but he was right on, seemingly right on the corners or just off, and they did a good job of not expanding. And Carlos, you brought him back today after yesterday. I mean, how nice was that to see that bounce back? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I think that was important. Again, that's, you know, he had a rough outing yesterday and has a one, two, three inning with two strikeouts today. I mean, you wouldn't see that today if we said, oh, we're done with you after one bad outing. Bobby's swing right now and where he's at with it. Yeah, well, yesterday he hits a triple to right, pulls a homer today. That ball in the gap, they made a nice play on. Um, you know, a couple of ground balls up the middle that he got off the end, I think, or, or one at least. Um, but again, he uses the whole field. Um, he can hit the ball with authority at all fields. So he looks like he's in a good spot. How about defensively from Bobby? Yeah, some nice plays up the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to see like how those grayed out because they looked like he showed some range. The first one he threw on the as he was spinning and put it on the money. Second one he gathered himself a little bit more and made a nice throw too. What have you seen from at bats of late? Yeah, the last couple of games he's played, he's squared some balls up. I mean, we've seen it in the spring when he hits a ball hard. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I didn't look up there for the exit velo today, but I'm guessing those are 110 plus and um, yeah, and just barely missed that sack fly. You know, hit that well to left center too. 
Thank you. Is, all, is always defense just something you guys are going to have to deal with as he gets more familiar with the stadium, that position, and all of the above, I guess? Yeah, I mean, those are that's a play that he's going to make 99 times, you know, and it didn't. he didn't make it today. Nobody's more frustrated than he is, but, you know, at times he's going to play right, at times he's going to play left, and, you know, he will expect to and we will expect him to make those plays. Andy was asking you about your emotions, and everything we heard about you coming into this job is how even keel you are. Ups and downs, you're going to ride those through the season. But is that getting tested in terms of, like, just the way this whole thing started for you, or are you still able to – do you have to force yourself to stay even keel right now, or is, you know, does that make sense? Is this getting tested right now for you? Well, I mean, by no means am I excited about what's going on out there, happy about it, because I hurt for those guys, because they're the ones that are putting in the work. They're the ones that are grinding it out and going out there and putting it on the line and not getting the results that they want or that we want. So that's why it hurts. It's not about how I feel. Um, it's about wanting the best for them at all times. And that that's what's frustrating. But as far as do I have to work at it? No. I mean, because I'm confident that they're going to perform better individually and we're going to play better as a team going forward. Just... Picked out a good pitch, and I was able to kind of drive it out. So, yeah. How do you feel in the field, too? You made, like, three really, really good plays. Yeah, just trying to help out as much as possible. Um, just trying to do my part and just to try to help the team as much as possible. That 0-6 home stand actually is tough to take. But what are your takeaways on that? Yeah, it's definitely not what you want. And so, um, like I've been saying, like we've all been saying, just going to keep pushing forward. Um, there's really no other way about it. Uh, at times, you look, you look at where we're at. Last place in the big leagues, you never want to be there. So motivation just to try to change up some things, get at it, get after it, and just keep working. And uh, going to go out to L.A., change your scenery, trying to get get things going. And so start from there. Yeah, I just want to try to be able to be in the play and just try to be as effective as possible and just try to get on as much as I can and try to help create runs, produce as much as possible. And so that's what I'm just trying to keep keep working, um, just trying to put the ball in play and just apply the pressure to their defense. When you say change some things, just team-wise, what do you mean by that, small tweaks? Or? Um, I think it's just more so mentally than anything just finding some some confidence in there and just going out there and just go out and have fun that's really what it is uh it's not fun to lose it's not fun to go 0 six in a homestand it's not fun to be last place in the big league so that's what once we start getting things going um i think it's a big thing for us just to go out there and just be loose relax and that's whenever we perform and i think we're all we're all family in here and so we all got each other's backs and know that all 26 guys in here root for each other. And then I think once you do that and you just know that the work that they've been putting in, that the work that we've put in, been putting in, um, prepare prepare for the game. And so just got to get, get going. How confident are you that you guys will get things going, knowing that you've only played like 10% the entire season? Yeah, uh, you just you can just feel it. It's coming. Like it's almost like one of those like the nights before Christmas. Like you're just waiting, waiting, waiting. And so hopefully it just clicks at one point. And so um, that's why we're just going to keep keep going. Uh, um, off day tomorrow, refocus, learn from what we went through, go over some things, and then just get to LA and just start start going for sure. I think Otani first game so get after it and it'll be a lot of fun 
that is going to do it for this edition of the Royals recap presented by Royals Review. Please go check out all the work from the team over at RoyalsReview.com. You can also follow them on Twitter and on Facebook at Royals Review. But thank you everyone for supporting me once again. This is Jake Milham. And until next time, go Royals.